And now for something more completely different. It's... The Jerry Anderson Podcast Randomizer. No, this is silly. The whole premise is silly and it's very badly written. But I'm not having things getting silly. Quite right, Colonel. I couldn't agree more. And we don't even have time for a proper introduction today as it's another long episode. Here's Security Hazard. 1098 and all that. Thunderbirds are go. So here we are with another first for the randomizer. It's not a new series, but it is a new uh, kind of episode on the randomizer. It's our very first clip show episode. Yeah, these were a, a staple of the, uh, not the live action shows, but certainly the, the puppet series all the way through to, oh, I think the last one would have been uh, Terror Hawks. Oh no, Lavender Castle, Lavender Castle. I haven't seen it, but yeah. Final episode of Lavender Castle was a clip show. And it was uh, something that... Well, I guess it made sense in the 60s when they first started working on these shows to end most of them. And it, and it was, in most cases, the final episode that went out. To end the shows with a look back, a selection of, of favourite episodes. Because you know, these shows weren't going to be repeated. No one was ever going to see them again. So it, it only made sense to sort of go out thinking, oh, look at all these great things that we did. Unfortunately, when you come to re-watch the shows in the uh, the era of DVD and Blu-ray, yeah, these are sometimes a slog to get through. But I'm coming to this one, actually, at the end of a, a repeat watch of Thunderbirds. I, I've just finished watching all of them except for uh, Give or Take a Million, because I only did that at Christmas. And I've saved this one for last precisely because... It's a nice sort of uh, recap of, of the series as a whole. And of course I knew it was coming up on the randomizer as well, that always helps. You be a good boy and get off to sleep. It's not as if you had a mother to look after you, so don't let me down. Not since her tragic and as yet unexplained brutal death. Uh, hey, do you want to see the autopsy photos again? Yeah, that's such a horrible line, isn't it? It's like, remember small boy, your mother is dead. Oh, actually, she might not be dead. She might have just have um, run off with a milkman or something. Anyway, this opening sequence of uh, the fire at... Uh, where, where is this? This is a mine. There's a fire at a mine. Thunderbirds 1 and 2 are there. But there's little boy who lives nearby called Chip. And everybody likes little boys in Thunderbirds. The puppet boys are always such a delight. Um, oh, this is our, this is our second of the three little kids episodes of Thunderbirds. Um, this little boy I don't mind so much, I don't think. We'll see. It's been a while since I've seen this one. Now, I am going to try, I think, to avoid talking over the clips from the old episodes because I haven't covered any of those episodes yet, so uh, it doesn't make sense really to to talk about them now, knowing that I have to talk about them later, so... For this episode, this this randomizer, I'm just going to focus on the new material around the flashbacks, uh, if that's okay with everybody. And if it isn't, tough. Lovely sequence of, of Thunderbird 2 coming in to land on Tracy Island, a very rarely seen sequence. I think it was filmed for this episode, and if I'm remembering correctly, only appeared again in... Uh, ricochet? I want to say Ricochet. Because then you get this um, 
I mean, it, it, it does make sense that they lower the, the palm trees and then it comes into land, turns around. But then you have this shot of it backing into the hangar. Oh! No! No, I was going to say, you have the shot of it backing into the hangar and the, that little... Oh, no, it's there. The little smoke-producing machine in the corner is sucking in smoke rather than uh, pumping it out. But in the first shot, it was the other way, the other side of the the runway. Virgil, hold everything. Don't release the pot. On no account, release the pot. What's up? Contact Scott. We'll all rendezvous in Thunderbird 2 hangar. Yes, Father. Contact Scott. And it's like he's only in Thunderbird 1, if not the other room. Cut motors. Motors cut. It'd be handy if you had this little uh, security alert actually built into to Thunderbird to save you having to bring home little kids that you don't want there. Well, Virgil, what now? Oh, we'll just have to sit tight. I do love how absolutely deadly serious Jeff, Jeff is about this. The fact that there's an intruder, it's like instant, get the guns. Get the guns and we'll blast him out. Stay where you are, Scott. Cover the pod entrance when she comes down. Right. Okay, Virgil, release the pod and open the flap. There's a saboteur on board. A saboteur? Well, now, a saboteur implies sabotage, and as yet there's been no actual saboteur. It's more its more an intruder, really, isn't it? Come on, Jeff, you have to be have to use the correct terminology here, otherwise it, uh, it doesn't work. Come on out, or we're going to blast you out. It's a lovely shot of the interior of Pod 1 here with the, uh, the monobrake and the, the fire truck they were using at the, the refinery at the start of the... The episode, which I think is the transmitter truck being reused. Don't shoot! Please don't shoot! Scott, open fire! I didn't mean any harm. End of episode. Oh, if only. It shouldn't have happened. The aircraft shouldn't have been left unguarded. But, Father. No but, Scott. It shouldn't have happened, and that's all there is to it. Shouldn't have been left unguarded. You, there's only Scott and Virgil out there. Oh, and Alan. But. Usually it's just Scott and Virgil. Why would you leave one of them on guard? You're, you're halving your rescue force there. Could just close the pod up, I suppose. Okay, where's the boy now? Now Virgil's taking care of them. Is this the machine you fly, Virgil? <laughs> Look, Chip, you've got very strict security here. I can't tell you anything. <laughs> I love that Virgil and Chip are standing in front of this huge... looks like a tank with the words high voltage on it. It uh, makes you think, well... When uh, Scott said, well, Virgil's taken care of him. He's just taken him down to the high-voltage area where uh, things might happen to him. Hopefully not. For example, take the time we went to save Eddie Hausman. Mm. Now, if this works, Virgil, come straight in and grab him. And if it doesn't work, I'm telling everyone it was your idea. Yeah, we're now deep into end of the road here. Now, very often with these clip show episodes, I don't know about you, but I often think, well, why did you choose that episode as a good example of the show? Um, case in point, Stingray, Raptures of the Deep. Uh, that was that was on one of the clip show episodes, I think. And it's just so... Why would you include a dream, a dream sequence in a flashback episode. But all the clips in this episode, I think, are really well chosen. It's a really good 
like selection of, of best bits of the first half of the series if you don't have time to watch a lot of episodes but you want to see one or you want to show an episode to somebody I think the the clips you see here are a really good good selection however it does lead to a, a rather odd um, feature of a couple of the flashbacks in this one where they whoever's telling the story conveniently leaves out the part where everything went wrong for them. They only focus on the bit where they were being brave and heroic and successfully saved the day. I mean, Thunderbird 2 here has now picked up the explosive tractor. If you've seen End of the Road, chances are you remember what happened to the explosive tractor. So However... Eddie Hausman was saved. Another mission was successfully completed and we set off for home. Ah, yeah. You dropped the tractor. Wish I'd been there. Oh yeah, you would have added a whole lot. Purge, father wants to have a word with you in the lounge. Hmm? Oh, thanks. You take care of Chip, will you, fella? Thanks. Oh yeah, Alan's having none of Chip. I liked Virgil. He told me all about Thunderbird too. Oh, he did, did he? Well, he shouldn't have. I'll tell you something, young fella. You'll get nothing out of me about Thunderbird 3. So you're the pilot of Thunderbird 3? Yeah. I'm the pilot of... Thunderbird 3. It's a very odd moment to go into an ad break cliffhanger with. Alan has just made a mistake. Oh, but this, this is beautiful. I love this shot of Thunderbird 3. This gorgeous pan down. I, I think it comes from Crywolf when Alan is taking yet more kids around on the um, mono train, mono break, whatever it's called. Gosh. Thunderbird 3. So this is the spaceship. How fast does it travel? Well, it's a, it's a secret, you see. I'm afraid I can't tell you. But Virgil told me all about Thunderbird 2. Well, he shouldn't have. I do love how, how willing people are to, to share info with kids in, in these shows. I always expected to get to the end of the episode and you find out like the kids were in league with the hood or something. They were under his control and writing everything down. It's at last, I have found an, oh, an ally. I have found a way into international rescue. Doesn't, a plan that doesn't involve stealing robot mice or, or something stupid like that. were preparing to go into orbit. Anyway, we're now on to Sun Probe. There was no time to waste. We launched Thunderbird 3. Uh, no, hang on. Hang on a second. In the episode, you spend quite a long time trying to work out what on earth you're going to do. In fact, you probably sit around talking about how to rescue the Sun Probe for longer than any other rescue operation in the history of the series, I think. I mean, you've been sitting... You, I think there's actually a line. You've been sitting there for hours and we're still no closer a, a, di a decision. You do like bigging up your parts, the, the narrators in these in, in this uh, particular episode. I suppose it's all part of the, the image, though. Got to make International Rescue look wonderful. It's the rocket motors. They fired. Asher, camp. We're leaving the sun. We're going to live. And here's an odd moment. I, I don't think this... This shot of Sun Probe um, returning to Earth is in the original episode, but we get, we fade to an advert break. We come back to Thunderbird Three. Okay, the solar ship's out of danger. Let's head for home. Just in time, I guess. 
I couldn't have said much more of this heat. Fire retros. Yep, so now Alan has conveniently revised the story of Sun Probe so that Thunderbird 3's retro is fired first time. But why did we have to... Gosh. See, now we're back with Chip and Alan. Why could? Why did that little snippet at the end of Sun Probe member of international not get put before the, the advert break? Why is that little 30-second bit of Sun Probe after the advert break? I've never understood that. situation. Alan, how's the kid? Fine. I left him in Thunderbird 3 silo with Scott. Thunderbird 3 silo with Scott? Say. Gee, I remember the first time I sat there on our first mission. You see, my brother John radioed in from the space station to say that Tintin's aircraft, the Fireflies, had been sabotaged and couldn't land because a bomb had been placed in the landing gear. Wait, was that really the first time you sat at the controls of Thunderbird 1? You hadn't flown Thunderbird 1 before trapped in the sky? I find that very difficult to believe. Now, going back to what I said earlier about these being a good selection of episodes for a, a clip show, I do still stand by that, but I have to wonder how exactly this segment of Trapped in the Sky in any way sort of um, highlights what Thunderbird 1 can do. And we are now watching Thunderbird 2 unload the elevator cars, and it's the elevator cars who are going to be focused on for the rest of this segment. Um, Obviously, it's it's a, a classic sequence, and you know, good on them for including it. But I'm trying to see what exactly the relevance is to Thunderbird One. But then I suppose there aren't too many examples of Thunderbird One really in action, essentially. Um, Fire flash. We have only five minutes left. Unless you can yeah. stop rescue operation immediately. I don't know what would have been a better selection than this, but as as a as a highlight of you know, Thunderbird One's time on the show specifically, this sequ sequence of fire flash and the elevator cars is not it. Control to fire flash. Commence your approach, and good luck. I mean, it's not like we even actually see Thunderbird One throughout this entire segment, actually. Starting approach now, and however it turns out, thanks. But also going back to something I said earlier regarding how we look at clip shows today when when this episode or clip shows on other series come up, we think, oh, God, now we've got to get through this. I'm wondering how, how people watching this on first broadcast would have felt about clip shows. Was there an element of, oh, we've already seen this, or... Was it sort of, oh wow, Sun Probe, Fire Flash, we love these things, now we get to see them again, isn't this cool? Because, uh, you, you know, remember this was before repeats, there was no reason for anyone to think they would ever see any of this stuff again. I, I just wonder if, yeah, maybe clip shows back in the day were not only a useful way to, for, for the producers of these shows to, to create an episode on the cheap, to save a bit of money, especially near the end of the season, but if it was, if the audience were, were not just more responsive to this kind of thing, but even more excited by it, I don't know. Is there anyone listening to this who was a kid in the sixties when these, when the Super Mario Nation shows were first going out? And what were your responses to clip shows? Um, do please write in and let us know. Something I find mildly amusing about this segment, though, is uh, you have to keep in mind that Scott is telling this 
relating this story to Chip, and on the previous flashback segments, Alan and Virgil have both slightly revised the story so that uh, they don't have to tell Chip about the fact that you know they dropped Eddie's truck or that the Thunderbird 3 nearly crashed into the sun. Because Scott is telling this story, and because he isn't directly involved, he keeps okay, in Virgil? the fact that Virgil hey, Good timing. crashed the, uh, the elevator car. It's like... Just and then my brother ended up upside down because he's an idiot, Chip. I am the best Tracy brother of them all. Now all that's left is Thunderbird 4. Gosh, I, I really am looking forward to seeing that. Hey, not so fast. What about Thunderbird 5? Doesn't he even get to do like a Skype call with John? I mean, come on, John is probably up there like, oh, please call, please call. I want to show everybody my new, my new chair and that odd spinning thing in the middle of the room that I got for the second season. Nah, off to Thunderbird 4. So this is Thunderbird 4. It's quite small. Why does he keep saying this after he's inside the vehicle? It's like, oh, this is where I am now. That can't happen very often. Look, Chip, I'm involved in all types of rescues. Unfortunately, I can't tell you about them. Hey, I remember, like, like that one at Allington Bridge. You remember that? Oh, yeah. That sure was a tough one. This is also um, coming to this at the end of a rewatch of Thunderbirds. I hadn't actually realised just how often Thunderbird 4 is used. I, I think I just assumed that it was like probably the least seen outside of, of all the Thunderbirds vehicles. But no, actually, it was quite surprising on rewatching it to see that Thunderbird 3 only went out about three, maybe four times on rescues, whereas Thunderbird 4 seemed to be for a while like almost every other episode. ...stage of the long journey to the launching site. I also like in, in terms of, uh, again, thinking that Gordon is relating this story to Chip. He is very diplomatic and doesn't mention the fact that this whole disaster only happened because this Des Lynham look-alike bridge controller guy rushed through the safety checks and rushed the, the transporter across the bridge. Exactly the schedule. And let's hope that we're not the ones to ruin it. At last, Thunderbirds arrived on the scene. You know this is definitely a first season episode, because if, if they'd done a flashback episode in the second season, Penelope would have to have been in it. Uh, we would have to have had Fab One in here somewhere. We'd have to have, we could probably have had a whole flashback episode just dedicated to Penelope. It was she was so much more a focus in the second season than in the first. Um, she only gets one line in this. For Penelope, uh, appearance is um, is quite rare. Now let's start a search. Hey, fellas. This is a, a really charming scene, actually. After all the. The complaining that Jeff has done. Of that size takes quite a lot of organizing. <laughs> he's let him sat, sit at his desk as well while he's explaining the whole organization to him. works from here. I've only got to push one of these buttons and it's Thunderbirds are go. Yes, Chip, it's quite an organization. That's lovely. So what are we going to do? We have to get the boy back to his home and we have to prevent a security leak. Now, how do we do it? Post him? I've got it! Now then, Chip stowed away in England. That is almost directly on the other side of the world from our base here, right? Right. right. So instead of Chip being asleep in his home, he's been awake, and very much awake here at the base. 
Now we know that his father probably hasn't missed him because his father is a a terrible person by the the brief example that we saw of him earlier. Now listen carefully, and this is what we're going to do. We put Chip to bed. The kid has been awake for 24 hours, so he'll sleep like a log. Then we transfer his bed to Thunderbird 2. <laughs> Somehow. Somehow, with one of you at each end, we get him up the ramp without him falling out of the bed. Yeah. I. It's a very, very sweet idea. And a nice way to close out the episode. I don't think it would have worked. So you should be able to get him back undetected. Now, if all goes well and the operation is completed successfully, the boy will wake up in the morning and think that the whole thing has been a dream. And if the operation doesn't go well, then uh, his father might want to know what two grown men are doing in his son's bedroom. Oh, is that uh, the wasp uh, arrowhead interceptor on, on Chip's... Uh, on Chip's window ledge there. I think it might be. Mr. Tracy? You've been dreaming again, Chip. I suppose so, Dad. But it seems so real. Uh, from Chip's yeah. point of view, this is quite a sad, sad ending. Um, especially if you look at it, the fact that he, from his point of view, he dreamed a, a nice, happy, functioning family with a nice... Uh, you know, firm but fair father figure, the kind that he clearly does not have himself. That's quite, that's quite sad, I think. Anyway, that was Security Hazard. Hmm, there's a tough one to talk about because obviously so much of it relies on, on clips from old episodes. And it is strange to think that this, potentially, was where it, it could all have ended. If we hadn't had a second series, this is this would have been the final episode of Thunderbirds. Um, not a good note to go out on, I don't think. But certainly, you know, for what for what a flashback episode is, the the framing sequence on this is is adequate. You know, they're never they're never the greatest things in the world. But maybe at the time, people looked on them differently. Maybe at the time, people were were more fond of these episodes than we are today. I know I kind of have appreciated watching this today more because it's been a couple of weeks since I finished my last rewatch of Thunderbirds, so I've been away from it for just that a little bit of time to make myself appreciate it more. As is, yeah, it's a flashback episode. What more can I say?